0: At butcherbox.com/slash morning cup and use code MorningCup to choose your free-for-a-year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. There were two more murders 15 miles we away. one investigator as reminiscent of a weird Morning. murder.
1: What a horrible feeling it must be to be blindsided by a divorce. The pain must be overwhelming. On September 22, 2009, a man in Dallas, Texas, was surprised when his wife of only a few months asked for a divorce. But instead of getting into a screaming match, he decided to take things a step too far. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Gary Green was a man on the verge of a breakdown, and he knew it. He checked himself into a mental hospital for about five days in 2009 in hopes to improve his mental state, but after just five days, asked to be released. Shortly thereafter, his wife of only a few months told him that she wanted to annul their marriage. It was the news that he had been fearing. He moved out of their Oak Cliff home in Dallas, Texas, but persuaded her to let him spend the day, September 22, 2009, in the home so he could be with his kids. This, unbeknownst to Lavetta Armstead, was a fatal mistake. Feeling desperate and heartbroken, Gary began stabbing his wife with such violent force that the knife broke in his hand. When this happened, he simply grabbed another and resumed his work. At some point, Lavetta was able to grab the knife and get two stabs into his shoulder. But in the end, her injuries were too serious and she died a slow, painful death. He then grabbed his stepdaughter, Jasmine Montgomery, a girl he loved as his own, and drowned her in the bathtub. He later told police that watching her struggle was so intense that he had to turn away. Still covered in Lavetta's blood, Gary showered in the same tub where Jasmine was just murdered and left to pick up his 2 stepsons from church. When they arrived at the home, both boys were held at knife point. The youngest, just nine years old, stabbed in the abdomen. But somehow, this boy, despite his age and injuries, was able to talk Gary off a ledge and persuade him to spare their lives. Once he agreed, he told them he wanted to show them something and led them into the bedroom where their mother lie covered in blood. They fell to their knees and began weeping. Gary went on to say that he killed their mother because he, quote, loved her to death. They then saw the body of their sister face down on the blood-covered floor of the bathroom hands-bound behind her back in duct tape. Gary then ordered the older boy, just 12 years old, to get his medication, which meant the young boy had to walk through his mother's blood, past his dead sister, and back. Gary then told the boys, you know how I told you to say, see you later and never bye. Well, this is goodbye. He hugged the boys and asked them to wait to call police until he was gone. Gary left with the intention of swallowing pills and going to sleep but his family found him at a friend's house and persuaded him to turn himself in. Gary was arrested and Levetta's sons were safely taken away, the youngest still recovering from his injuries. But their trauma wasn't done. Because with Gary's arrest came the inevitable trial and unfortunately, these boys were the only witnesses to what happened that day in September. During the trial, prosecutors introduced three letters that the couple wrote the day of the murders. In one, Levetta expressed her love for Gary, but went on to say that he needed to move out and that it was time that they parted ways. In a second, she expressed regret for letting him back into her life. The final letter, written by Gary himself, he planned on killing Levetta, the three children, and then himself. It stated, you asked to see the monster, so here's the monster you made me. The prosecutor also played home videos of young Jasmine, so the jury could match the tragedy to the innocent face. Then finally, the boys were asked to testify. The youngest, who burst into tears when Gary entered the courtroom and had to be ushered out, returned to testify against the man he saw as a father figure. Both boys explained how much they loved him and how deeply his betrayal affected them. Then came a psychologist who told jurors that Gary suffered from schizoaffective disorder, bipolar type, and that he believed that the family was trying to hurt him. His brother further backed up this statement by saying that Gary suffered from undiagnosed mental illness since he was a young boy, that Gary had said he had nothing to live for and heard demons. But the psychologist was clear that, while he did say Gary suffered from mental illness, he was not saying that this is what caused him to commit the murders. There were also arguments about his IQ, as well as his previous criminal history which included spending time in prison for stabbing his high school girlfriend as well as robbery. With all of this considered, on November 30th, 2010, Gary Green was sentenced to death for the double murder. He remains on death row. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on September 23rd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon, or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee.